Hello everyone and welcome to the Hla podcast. I'm your host Maisel Reem and on this podcast we talk about personal growth, creativity and well-being. And in today's episode we are speaking to Dana Jdid. She's an Oslo-based architect and a creative entrepreneur who has been creating incredible events in our hometown Oslo. We're going to talk about her journey as an architect, a DJ and why she created the collective Third Space. And I want to say that this episode will mainly be in English. However, being that both Dana and I are third culture kids, there will be a bit of Arabic and Norwegian sentences here and there. And the reason I'm highlighting this is because today's episode really shows the beauty and the unlimited potential minorities and third culture kids here in Oslo, Norway have, and how by tapping into our potential and bringing the best of both worlds makes us stronger, invulnerable, and innovative. So. I hope you enjoy this episode. Please make sure to give it a like, share, and a follow so the message can reach and inspire more people. Hi everyone and welcome to the Rehla podcast. I'm your host Mace Elrim and today we have with us the amazing, phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how to introduce her even cuz like I can just say Dana or Dana and people will know. Like that's how I know. Sometimes I just see her hair from miles away and I just say, that's honey boo boo, yani. Then Habibi, I'm very I'm very happy to be uh, speaking to you this morning. I've been looking forward to it since you asked me, not like a while back, but like now recently in the past uh, week. Uh it's a long time coming and it feels like I'm meeting myself because I actually need this. I need to talk oh. about this because I'm at a crossroads, so it's very nice and thank yeah. you for the introduction. Phenomenal is, is something I I I very much identify with. Yes, you should. I I like the poem like one of the things I associate with when I say the word phenomenal is the word with the poem by Maya Angelou. I love it and I think that was one of the when I started working on my self-esteem like growing and liking and loving who I am as a woman. I read mm-hmm. that poem and I was like, wow, that's so powerful. And I had to like I want to learn each section to like remind myself as an affirmation. So that's why when he came to my mind this morning I was like how do I introduce Dana? And that came that was the first thing that came to my mind. I was like yeah, I'll use that. <laughs> Thank you. I will take that. I will take that. And I will take that. Thank you very much. But why don't you introduce yourself to us? Uh, I will try. It's not always very easy. <laughs> my name is Danish D. I'm born to two Syrian immigrants in Abu Dhabi and uh, I came to Norway in 1997 and I have lived for almost 12 years in Canterbury. So that is me as Dana. You take everything with that with you. I am educated as an architect. I'm an artist and I live my life this way. So that's who I am. You are truly an artist. I think that is also another reason I wanted to have you on the show because you do embody being an artist not only in creation but the way you are as an individual. Yes, like, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no for real. If you guys see this lady like in real life, like your style, your flair, I love. Yani she always brings some culture into her style. always something and i'm like every time i see it, i leave thinking hmm i need to try that color i need, <laughs> i need to do this Especially- i think what i love right now is how you're dropping the yamis i got <laughs> here the yamis in the other podcasts huh i love you're dropping it. the yamis no like, yes you let's know let's do the one day william please let's do it. 
Okay. No, but to, 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 you know, to make it very uh, simple, you know, you know, my name is Dana and I'm a third culture kid, you know, in every sense of the way. So uh, migration wise, route wise and career wise, even when I was um, very much younger uh, and I wanted to have like a tag for myself, you know, I used to call myself a Renaissance woman, you know, like, like, and, and I really felt it, you know, uh, because I, I hopped from one thing to another but not hopped from one thing and left it and then went to the other thing. Everything I, I uh, dipped into, the paint, if you want to say, it, this stayed in my fingers. I carried that shit with me. So, so I meet people sometimes, oh, yeah, architecture, do I'm like, no. It's like that beating, that traumatic experience of going to architecture school, my G, it's there, <laughs> you know? And uh, the art thing, the DJing thing, it's all, it's all here you know, it's present. So if, if I get a phone call right now to do one of these five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 things that I do, I'm ready for it. Mm. And that's another thing I appreciate respect about you. Again, going back to, I've spoken about how a lot of people say you need to focus on one thing. Mm. And at times when I've been at crossroads and thought about, oh, I need to pick one thing and yada, yada, yada. I look at you and I understand what you're doing. In my eyes, it makes all sense because I look and see, oh, it hangs together. Like this is just an umbrella, just exa- same mm. as what I'm doing. But then someone from the mm. outside who might not have that artistic mindset might look and say, or you keep dipping in and out. But for us, we're in it the whole time and we're adding yeah. a flair from different places. Yeah, I thought about this yesterday as well. I, I, I was conversing with myself and others about actually exactly this. How do I look like from the outside? You know, how unprofessional it looks as well or how professional does it look? You know, where is it? Where does it stand? And so I think it's two key things, you know, um, because you have to focus on one thing. You cannot do everything. You're one person. Uh, So there's a percentage of us in the world, uh, not all of us, who are good at many things. Some of us who are so lucky, who are good at that one thing. Meaning, uh, for me, I'm trying right now while speaking to you this morning to figure out, like, we have to be good at one thing, you know? And I think is um, a finding the discipline that's, you know, in order for me to be, you know, a fun DJ and a, and a, and a, and a legitimate artist and an efficient architect, all of those things, somewhere I have to find the discipline of I don't know what. You know, I'm still trying to find out. It's very hard, actually, to be. I don't know how to pronounce it. The goddess is Savarista, Saravista, sorry, anybody, but the Hindu goddess, you know, who embodies creativity. Um, there's also one thing that I think is would be a helpful tool for individuals who are this kind of artist and this kind of like some Alsi, the entrepreneur, is how do you communicate this? And this is right now what, I am disciplining into how am I communicated this image of um, this product, this service of this individual who's, oh my God, she's all over the place. Or, oh, he's a thing. 
she's doing a lot of different cool things, you know, because people, it's very important, you know, human beings, we're very, we're receptive, but we're also very, um, we're stupid. I'm stupid. I need to know like, oh, okay, I can press here and this is what I will get, you know, so communication, uh, how you communicate uh, your old CD service is, uh, I think, is key. This is what I'm going to be working on next year. I love that. Let's talk about the stuff that you do. You mentioned you're an architect. How did you get into that and why? Well, uh, my father is a civil engineer. Um, he is uh, also an artist, you know, an excellent sculptor and a drawer and painter and craftsman. He makes things, you know. Uh, so even though he's a civil engineer, he has um, produced a lot of projects with a beautiful architectural flair. Uh, my mother is a pediatrician who had a knack for uh, silk painting and, sh- and a beautiful eye for beautiful things. Both of them and knew how to live beautifully, even when they had very little. So, um, and then going even back further, you know, I grew up um, figuratively and literally uh, in a construction site in the United Arab Emirates in Abu Dhabi. I did not know exactly that I was going to be or study architecture, but uh, at a very young age, I understood that I'm going to be a person who understands objects and form and artistic expression. What I uh, really took with me when I came here as a teenager from the United Arab Emirates is a story that I, I... uh, I don't think I've told it yet, and but and I don't think I will ever tell it because it's like a story that you tell by crafting, by designing, which is how I watched. Uh, now, please, everybody who's listening about the United Arab Emirates, put your politics aside, you know, and all of this because I agree with you. Okay, so put all the politics aside and just look at, just put yourself in a in, in the little feet of a child who grew up literally on a grain of sand and watched an entire city like come to life, you know, entire nation come to life bit by bit, you know, uh, with her father you know i went a lot to to visit him at work you know that was our thing and there was a lot of um i would see videos of myself sitting on the table while he's using his colors with wearing like something of my mom's or something you know sitting on the table and taking his um tush his watercolors and painting next to him like drawing next to him and asking him what is this what is this what is this so so this um uh, uh, this was then you see from a young age you know I have um, not really thought I will study architecture I wasn't very sure what I'm going to study and I think that's because of the move to Norway you know as a teenager a lot of things then happen and uh, it wasn't um, easy to enter the school of architecture here I think I've applied two times and it was very strange the way you have to apply for it from my part you had to deliver some drawings and do this and do that so you know based on uh, family traditions like you know you're either a doctor a lawyer and an engineer or a disgrace for a family you know so (laughs) so uh, that's the line I went um and uh, I the whole time I think deep inside while fulfilling this study, I knew more and more that, you know, 
I should have just been very stubborn, very, very, very stubborn and just said, no, I just want to do fine arts. Like, that's me. I just want to do fine arts, you know? And so, yeah, uh, but I, I don't regret anything. I love, I was very lucky in my choice of school. It was very random. So the school I went to, the teachers I had, the things that I learned, I, uh, in the most non-conceited way, I feel above and beyond everybody because there's so much uh, knowledge in there, theory and, um, and uh, facts and um, poetry even, and literature uh, that I haven't experienced at the UCA, Canterbury School of Architecture, whoop, whoop, that like I will take with me for, for um, forever. Mm. And I'm sure that as you were speaking, you're just glowing and I can see how passionate you are about this. And, you know, I know you, Bob, I'm thinking how that then spark other ideas and inspiration, I'm guessing, to everything that you're doing now, because you mentioned you're also a DJ. Mm. How does that, so if you could explain or elaborate on how does that... Um, Okay, so we can uh, go back a little bit. Um, I went to, in Abu Dhabi, I went to the Rosary School. It was a Catholic school run by nuns uh, from Jordan, Lebanon, and Syria in the United Arab Emirates. And what we did there is that we we studied piano, we uh, studied French and English and Arabic from kindergarten. And we had all these uh, school functions at the end of the year. Uh, and you used sometimes, not the entire year, but, you know, from uh, six months of the year to practice, you know, for the school function, the dance, you know, that you do at the end of the year. And uh, the owner of the school attends, sometimes even one of the politicians attend. And this wasn't only our school. I think it was common in most of the schools there because um, that was the way the arts were brought in most of the schools, you know, and the schools were private and public, you know, the public schools were a bit more conservative um, and the private schools we were more like, yeah, we do ballet and we do dubke and we do this, you know? So this element of music and culture and being on stage uh, from the Rosary school, I went to school, which is now the international school. Uh, I, uh, we, we continued that, you know, and they were thinking to glad that you like you looked forward to it like oh you and you're like am I gonna be chosen and if they choose me am I gonna be in the back of the stage the front of the stage and also the uh, along with that the culture we lived it was uh, we were everyone was from everywhere and um, if if uh, if anyone has experienced the Gulf especially the Emirates you had the locals which is like here we would call them etniskenoshkia and then you had the rest of the world you know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so then come into the home, in our homes, my Syrian home in Abu Dhabi, there was always a party for no reason. If I got a 9 out of 10 in mathematics, we were going to have a party. When I got my period, everyone and their cousin knew I got my period and we had a party. And then I arrived here. <laughs> it was a huge culture shock for me. Huge. I was the most phenomenal depressionella you can find in the universe, you know? It was completely different um, in every way. And I, I did not know then, I know this now, that I created this idea, this uh, collective third space, because I 
I needed to bring my Abu Dhabi and my Syria with me. It, uh, it was unbearable moving here. And we couldn't wait to get it the first chance to go back to Abu Dhabi and to Syria. I never identified with, the, um, with my other sisters and brothers who, who came here at a very young age or grew up and who... Uh, uh, to, to immigrant parents or refugee parents and who were so scared of going back, threatened to be taken back to their village or to their city or to their county where they come mm-hmm. from in South Asia, Middle East or whatever it is. Uh, because I was like, you really don't want to go back there? Like, what <laughs> you doing here? You know? Uh, but because I come from that place of privilege, mm-hmm. Right. I, I was always telling stories at high school in, in Holmlia first, because when we first moved, we moved to Holmlia. Shout out to H-Town. And then we moved to Oskir, so shout out to A-Town again. Uh, so I was always telling, like, we're this, we're this. I wanted to show. I was just saying. And I probably was so annoying, especially when I went to the Oslo International School in Bekestua while living in Holmlia. My parents thought it was best for her because I was so depressed in Norwegian school. Mm-hmm. I hated it so much. I was so scared for my future, my udanning, everything. And they found me in international school that had the same syllabus as the one in Abu Dhabi. And that also was like a bit of a nightmare. Everyone was like a diplomat's kid. And it, you know, so it was really like um, I couldn't let go uh, of this fantasy or this dream I had in my head that every time I went to Abu Dhabi for summer or Christmas vacation or Easter and to Syria, I was like, wow, look at these beautiful things. Look at the smell of this beautiful manushi with cheese and all that. And I want to bring that back with me, you know? Uh, so, uh, and at school, at an architecture school, I had already, you know, I started when I was 24 because between 19 and 24, um, there wasn't this, you know, I'm the first of four children. So the idea of, oh, you didn't get to architecture school. So what are you going to do now? Oh, no, you're not working at Rema for a year and we are not doing this. No, you're not traveling the world for a year. You're not, you know, there was always this like, what are we going to do with Dana? You know, you have to go to school. I went and studied um, XPL and XVAC first. First, for those of you who don't know, it's like a, a year where you study philosophy and linguistics until you figure out what you're doing. I, ha- I, had a, I was so happy to, that um, I was able to do it in English. And then I did Staatswissenschaft, kill me. So I did that. <laughs> uh, because my, my grandfather, my maternal grandfather is a, a, is, well, was, now he's retired, a, a diplomat. And my paternal grandfather comes from a very a strong political heritage in, uh, in Syria. So they were like, yeah, that's your thing. You're a diplomat. No, go study political sciences. And that shit was dry. It was so dry, but I, and it was dry because, and I was there for it because like, look, I'm politics, I'm art and politics, like in one bottle. Right. And then um, I was like, I don't know how it happened that I ended up going to art school to create a foundation in order to be able to go to architecture school. I think I read it somewhere, Aho'u or something. You need to go to Foshkule. First. So it was a lot of that, you see, a lot of this like wishy washy stuff, and then and then 
off to the United Kingdom. Got there with some some political bag knowledge and some art knowledge and some art culture with me. And when I had went there, I had uh, I got accepted to study interior architecture, which is a three year program. Uh, they watch you navigate the space in the first year and then they say like you go ahead and study architecture girl or you go ahead and do interior design or you go ahead and drop out now like you know they give you a um, an assessment and uh my, i remember my tutor was like you know uh yeah you you should do architecture and maybe your master's in urbanism i think because i had this all cd like uh, political cultural etc cetera, etc cetera. <clears throat> and during my time there boy did i like the discipline like no discipline whatsoever first time living alone and and, and it didn't mean that like i partied and i went crazy no I just I just floated between the different things. The things that you should do, like your drawings, your software, your 3D models, la la. I would do that always last minute, but I would <gasps> go so deep into like the concepts and the elements and the academia and the theory and the inspirations and the collages. I stayed in my sketchbook so much, you know? And, and I remember Chris Sieber shout out, oh my tutor, he would say, like, you've got a meaty sketchbook, you know, like you have a meaty sketchbook and uh, by and by you know because I would do like in my um, all this time the small the small holidays like Easter and stuff they would be uh, here in Norway where I would work in an Umstergs bully as a student um me having a, being a big sister for for uh, for for a lovely girl um, my sister is diagnosed with infantile autism so so I've always uh, not only worked but I lived that and she's the reason why we're here and so that what I would do here in Norway and then in the summer we would go to Syria and the United Arab Emirates and there I would see the stark contrast between Oslo just stagnant and Abu Dhabi with all this like all these fresh designs all of these girls who are my age who studied law but they got their fine ass nail parlor um my friend you know my friend who worked at Siemens uh, shout out to my azam you know and like but she got that business on the side that it's thriving and people and girls i'm talking about girls huh girls 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 who um I don't know. They 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 they're doing accounting, but they have this marble showroom. You 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 have a showroom. You you sell marble, and then you come back to Oslo, and it's like drink your do alcohol, are Muslim, like ah oh yeah, man, do you some alone Muslim? Like get the fuck out of here, you know? Right? Yeah, yeah. You know, how was I going to do that? How was I? It was so much of like, I think energetically, Mm. why, why, you know, I was like, I want to show this, you know, because this, you know, that was energetically and intentionally, I was just so inspired by this, this girl, this Abu Dhabi girl, this Syrian girl who did her studies, whatever it is. And then she's like, oh, yes, I'm also Loki, a kaftan designer. Come, let me custom night. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I wanted to have this, uh, 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 I had a lot of discussions with my father, especially. We go back to that. I wanted to co-create with him, you know, because we did that as kids, you know? You know, he, he even my bedroom in Oslo, uh, I was not going to have an Ikea bedroom. Hello, I'm a phenomenal. Huh? 
right, Ella, you know basic. You don't do basics. No, my <laughs> father made my bed for me. Amazing. He made my bed. He, he sold me curtains. <laughs> like, and you said we we went to the junkyard. Mm. Even the you know the rama, the frame for the bed. It was the shower pipe girl that he sprayed gold. Oh. So you understand, this yeah. is what I wanted to encapsulate as a business, mm. you know, this story. And so while I was studying, I was like, like, Baba, listen, you know, I have this idea for a t-shirt. He's like, I sent you to, 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 to England to become t-shirt seller. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> like, no, okay, it's not a t-shirt. But it's, you know, and by and by and by, I, and I was stuck to this idea because, you know, he's an entrepreneur. I'm a, I have an entrepreneurial spirit. He's an artist. You know, I, we were playing on that. I was playing on that a lot and that I wanted that support, you know. Yeah. And, and, and this whole time he would call my, this, this vision of a third space, of a, of, of a space, an embassy. Sometimes I would even call an embassy for design and art and music and stories and food and smells and everything all of those uh things here it's in my brain uh that i want to project in oslo and also in dubai you know or in abu dhabi in the emirates you know i want to i want to project that i want to to someone to come in and just look at those things mm. and uh, for them to have to own and what's very important is that i'm not the one designing those things and i'm not the one producing this music the vision was to like look at what me and a lot of Muslim and non-Muslim <laughs> look at what we do. Yeah, yeah. Look at how it's done. Look at how beautiful it is and how avant-garde or functional, whatever it may be. You know, yeah. I wanted, I wanted this box, this an updated contemporary Alibaba Cave of Wonders. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's a whole nice. experience. Beautiful. Like I've been to some of your yeah. events and you guys, it's such an experience. Like I really, and I think one thing I really enjoy about your events is you do bring our culture in and me having not been back to any <laughs> Middle Eastern country in like years, I miss it. Unless I go to my auntie in England and she makes me the food and plays the music while we make the dolma and the kibbi and all of that. And I'm like, oh my God, I feel like home. Unless I do that, there isn't any other way. I mean, I can go to YouTube and stuff, but it's just not the same. You know what I mean? Like to have yeah, that experience. Mm, there's something about community, you know? Yes. And so, 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 so when I was not able while engaging my studies or right after doing my studies to straight away, like invest in a space and do those things and finding resistance from my bank account, from, from my father, who was my pillar uh, at the time from also the the field you know here and also like where do i start how do i start it then became this kind of like okay music okay events okay you know the spark was telling the story and i was able to tell the story through like a podcast radio the first arab uh was Norway Voice, Sultan Norwegian, Norwegian Voice. It was something that I tried out for a bit. To they were building and trying to find their feet, and I joined in with a show called Microfon. And then with this show, you know, we had a producer, we 
So I would speak to them in Arabic and I would then be able to showcase uh, music from the Arab world, contemporary and underground and vintage. And then that's where the whole, uh, you know, I would meet some people, oh, DJ, oh, show me how to do this. Okay, come to the first gig. I'll show you how to press the button. And, and we have to be very careful. Like I use DJ, I'm a DJ, like a disc jockey. You know, so if it comes to like, if you want me to, to, I really press play and then the next song and then the next song and then the next song, you know, that's what it is. You know, I always, I play music. That's what I do. I play music. Sometimes I, I, I like to call myself, um, sometimes I'm the worst DJ in Oslo, but the best goddamn entertainer. Yes. You yes, are going you are. to have the time of your life. I guarantee you girls and boys. Yeah. The time of your life, because I've got in my bag so much love for my culture mm -hmm. and so much love for the movement and so much love for the dance floor. When I am at an event before I met my co-creators, Rifel Abed and uh, Zena L. Williams, shout out, we talk more later. Before I met my co-creators who have elevated my craft uh, in bringing people together, It was for me. I created those events because I wanted, it was like a rage of love. I needed to dance. I need all those years of nowhere to do, you know, only these house parties where you have to like drink and then like throw up. And I was like, no, I want to show you my gold ass shoes. Like I want people <laughs> to, to look at my makeup and my, you know, like where's the food at? Like, you know? Yes. So, so, so yeah. So then we, we, uh, this, uh, this idea of third space, uh, obviously as a, as a concept it didn't have the name third space yet but it had this this vision and it still has this vision uh, i look forward to the day where you can like unlock the key and step on the door into the floor and it's like a foundation so uh, uh, as a let's say arrangement if you want to say a facilitator or like an, an event facilitator with focus on third culture music, art, and expression. The name Third Space came somehow because of the third culture thing. And um, Rafael Abed, you know, DJ Rafaelita and DJ Connecticut, we kind of found each other because they had the similar story, intention, and uh, uh, cause, um, and eccentric uh, music um, taste, but exceptional skill on the board. Uh, Miss L. Williams is a graduate from uh, Miss Elizabeth Larson from Omama Crew, shout out. And uh, Miss Labed, she, I think she's self-taught. Together, how do you say, it's, it's a robust trinity, you know, mm -hmm. upon the stage. It's and you guys are such force. Like, again, I've been to your events and I love it. Like, you guys would go in feeling a bit like, I'm just here to chill and then that. You end up leaving, sweating, you've been screaming, you've been dancing, you've been like listening to music you've never listened to before. <laughs> yeah, there is also because there is also, uh, without even talking about it, there's that focus on the female experience on the dance floor. It's really This is the focus. So the focus is not so much on like this hit and that hit and that hit or um, keep the people moving, not keep the girls moving, keep the girl moving, you know. Uh, and um, uh, uh, the, the, the power and the force behind the beat, especially the third culture beat, when you bring that Iraqi, and when you bring the dum dum that Syrian beat, and when you bring the dance hall beat, you know, that power of that beats 
any alcohol or J or any guy try to check you up. It's it's just yeah. it keeps you moving, you know. Uh, so it's very uh, uplifting, I would say. Like I just feel good. It's such a feel good place and event and vibe. You go in. I don't remember we talked about the Christmas event that you had on New Year's Eve actually last year. I was actually having a bad. It was just a long week. I was feeling low. I didn't even want to go and do anything because Baba was like, "I can't be ass. It's snowing." It's, and then my cousin who you met um, sent me a text. He's like, "Oh, we need to go. Like, we need to do something." And I remembered your event. And I was like, "You know what? Fuck it. We're gonna go." Yeah, I don't care. Mm-hmm. And I went in and just I just thought I'll just stay for a bit, mingle, be social. And then you guys started playing music. <laughs> you are not mingling you are mingling i saw that <laughs> and me and her sister we were like suddenly we were just dancing from we entered <laughs> to we left it was insane it was so good and that for me that lifted my spirits up and i think that's something i've also missed and that's why i appreciate what you guys do but I was wondering, could you elaborate on or mention some of the projects that you've had? You've been doing amazing projects in Oslo, but if you can mention a couple that you're very proud and passionate about, even though you're proud of everything and you're very passionate about all of your projects, but if you can mention a couple that you want to highlight and um, just go into what you've done. Yeah, so uh, so first maybe we can encapsulate Third Space what it is now. We talked about the vision for it and the hope. Third Space is a, a multidisciplinary creative collective where we use uh, architecture, design, uh, music, uh, and our third culture as a form of expression and as a tool to devise experiences. We um, collaborate with uh, designers, musicians, architects, what may you have it. We use those uh, elements uh, uh, to to design experiences, you know, and we co-create with creatives for many different reasons to to elevate that specific creative, be it a model or a designer or whatever, to elevate that specific cause, be it a pro-Palestinian cause or a, um, a spiritual cause, uh, a feminist, womanist cause, or be it to, to teach something, you know, and you teach things by learning things. So that's also what we do. We like to facilitate um, experiences and workshops to make new friends and to to, ex- to extend on the network, you know. Uh, I want to say that, um, so as a collective who co-creates with other creatives, the, the aim is to uplift the cause or uplift that uh, creative themselves or facilitate for people to come together and co-create together through artistic or music expression. Uh, and this is where we are now. And so to answer your question, I will give you two, two moments I was uh, very proud of, but I want to give you the, the worst event we ever had because maybe that's the shit, like maybe not a lot of people yeah. talk about. Yeah, oh my thanks. God. Please yeah. do, yeah. So uh, these uh, lovely, amazing people at Werksteda, they contacted us and they wanted us to play and they were very generous. And uh, we were like, yeah, sure, Werksteda, yeah. You know, shout out to Werksteda for hosting us. Um, and uh, we showed up, but nobody showed up. <laughs> and it was the weirdest gig ever, you know. The eight people who showed up were lit. The eight people who showed up were lit. 
but it was it was a gig that we took because you know 2019 was crazy 2019 was like the year where you were getting a lot of extra shifts at your jobs everyone wanted a piece everyone wanted a piece and we were going also after the pieces 2017 2018 i built a network through playing and then people will see me lalan and i would get booked so i never actually went after a booking ever Ever. It was always like, hey, do you want to play? Do you play? I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll play. You know? Uh, oh, I saw you this thing. Do you want to play? Oh, I saw you this thing. I want to play. And then I met the girls. And again, we, I wasn't, we weren't really in the beginning going after things. We were just like getting contacted. Uh, and then I started like some, because uh, obviously the girls are really the, 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 the most skilled DJs than I am. And I'm more like the building kind of the project managing the thing. I would start going after things. I was like... All right, this place, this place, this place, that place. And, you know, you're navigating, you know. And we had just finished from Ushla World. And I think Utopia was the theme. And we did not one, but two events for Ushla World. It was major. And then we were like, yeah, you know, we just Oslo World. And we we're like, amazing. And so we did this uh, thing at Werkstede. And it was such a, like, no, no. But uh, the, the bad thing about it was that, you know, we vivar utschlit. And that's why I wanted to mention that we, it was like 2019 was taking extra shift. We were so tired we could have done without that gig so that's one thing you know end on the high that's one thing that we learned that's why i wanted to talk about this bad experience because you end on the high and then use the rest of the time to be like what did we do good what did we do bad how can we be better how can our next event be better but we wanted to uh, and i wanted a lot to be like in every space you know from culturusa to revolver to verkste to everywhere you know and also we were very focused on earning you know a lot from this you know not a lot but focused a lot on earning from this us being exhausted we weren't so prepared really all of that we came we did not conquer we left we got paid 800 kroner hello <laughs> hello phenomenal auntie dana we got paid 800 kroner <laughs> this it was a disaster but what was this disaster developed into never dj at a club again Create your own event at your own terms. Sure. We are festival girls, mm-hmm. you know, because at music festivals, people are open. They yeah. want to listen to everything and anything. That's mm-hmm. number one. Number two, we go into the club. We say we want to do this. Don't wait for the club to come to you. Another disastrous one was at also Got Hope. We had this like booking and we were so excited and it was just like a bad day. And that's the downfall of working in creative, you know, and being creative. It comes from your heart. And some days you just have a bad day, you know, and you can't perform to your best potential. Uh, those two terrible experiences, both for us and the bars, uh, shout out to them, by the way, for accommodating us anyway, very kindly. We... Uh, like I said, focused on like project-based things, uh, which translated to uh, many events that are uh, fantastic. I don't know which one to pick. And Oslo World one is always amazing, by the way. We wouldn't be, I wouldn't be as an individual where I am today if it was not for Oslo World. And I think the same for Oslo World. Like uh, they, 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 they like accommodating us and having me around. The recent project, Insomnia Festival, Trumso, this was a project that uh, a booking that uh, we did not see coming 
we did not see the everything from the kindness to the project setup to the audience to the producers to the it was very aligned very much aligned with third space and what third space stands for as music as a collective under such circumstances in 2020 such restrictions because of the global pandemic uh, we couldn't have asked for a better collaboration and a better audience and a better time to express ourselves the other project is something that came from within which is the Libeirut uh, art and music fundraiser this is something that I think only Third Space can do, and I say that confidently. We had zero time, zero budget, and a lot of restrictions because of the global pandemic, which right now today, we couldn't have done it today because the, the restrictions are even higher. And the reason why I think only Third Space could have done it because of this power of love, you know, and because of our focus on being at least Zena. Refel and I, this, this, this passion we have really for love and for building relations, not building a network. You know, the focus on building relationships with people, being authentic with people, being kind to people, kind, so kind, time and time and time again, like kindness will take you very far, you know, in your, in your love life, in your work relation, especially kindness. When I show up at a table and I'm like, what's up? Pay me. I really pay me. Don't pay me with your money. Pay me with giving me a chance to get to know you and who you are. And you have to practice this with a talent. There's a talent to that because sometimes it can come become very close to building a relation with this person. Then you become friends and then you cannot continue in business because you're friends, you know? So finding this balance between building a network and building a relation how do you navigate that zone there's like a talent to that and it was just uh the the Beirut. i was able to lead this project through third space collective with 12 phenomenal this is the word we're using right now phenomenal women 12 girls three lovely men siddhartha siddharth my love, Hani Asaf, a.k.a. Frida Marida, and uh, Antun Fadil. They were the, you know, the lovely boys who have helped uh, bring this together. And shout out to all the girls, starting with the Lebanese blogger Anna Rasmia, to Josephine Amber, rapper and songstress, uh, all of you, you know. Um, and the, I think the, what made it work is that there was I, I I we we you know we hold workshops and we in our workshops we always tell our story because of how you know how do you want to build your business your brand your whatever it is you know look at the triangle you have the intention then you have your purpose then you have your story intention purpose story the intention for example for third space our intention is music we want to play music our purpose is bringing people together through playing music. Our story is our roots, our ancestry, our causes. And inside that triangle, you got that boom, boom, the heartbeat. 
the love. So let's take this and put it into the Ali Beirut fundraiser. The intention was to collect money, as much money as possible, to help rebuild the city, the cultural scene of the city of Beirut after the devastating explosions uh, in August 2020. The purpose for that, we've just talked about too, build a cultural scene, you know, and it was very clear, you know, it was very clear because Dana culture, Refel culture, Zena culture, you know, we're not sending, no, 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 I'm not sending money for food and schools and that. There's, there's another lovely girl and another lovely boy who's doing their part for that. No, no, the focus, my focus this time is not the migrant workers, et cetera, et cetera, because there's a bunch of lovely people who are focusing on that. So let me do this, you know, because I know this. And our story then, now as I said, our story was young people coming together to give back to another full talented young people on the other side of the world. And everyone believed it because it was so clear. The project was so clear and it was so pure and it was coming out of deep love, which is the thing in the middle, you know. So that being said, it was the first time I felt that I can be a boss a leader. Tell people what to do, request of them what to do, and, and demand of them what to do while them seeing that she is doing that too. For me, it, it was a very, very successful thing as well because any talents came on the scene uh, when you could feel that they had the hunger for coming back on the scene to opt to that, to perform. It was uh, successful because uh, it was so, uh, how do you say, inspiring to see young women who were on the team with me. Some of them had more difficult tasks than others. We're doing this, we're doing this, we're doing this. The tempo, the momentum. Uh, you are one of the ladies who contributed with her design and design uh, uh, design wear, you know, your, your, your merchandise, your knitting wear. So when we contacted externals, people were not hesitating. People were giving, you know. Um, and uh, we had, we ended up with 11 different venues, uh, 15 different designers and artists, and 30 different performers. One day we collected 80,000. Wow. And then after... You know, let it run it, let it run for three weeks. We collected 102,000. Amazing. And uh, that is then due to the discipline. Mm-hmm. So there was a structure to this boom, 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 boom. So the discipline and how well it was communicated. Yeah. Right. So, uh, yeah, the, this was, um, it will remain my proudest moment for a very long time. And because uh, I've, I've, not because we managed to collect this, Lala, those were the results, but because I was like, yo, people showed up for us. So my greatest achievement is my reputation as a kind person who people wanted to show up for. And then my reputation after that is, oh, Zena, Dana, and Rafael can put something together for 10 kroner and it's going to be fabulous. <laughs> there's always yeah. so much power behind it and again the cause the cause is always good and i think that's one of the reasons um especially with labor roots so many people were there i was fascinated by how the energy was just i don't know if there's a word for it it's just it was just like a completely different level um, i think it was pure like pure i think there was something that pure there yeah mm. and people wanted mm. to be there and people wanted mm. to 
to contribute as well. Yeah, and uh, and so when when we were booked for Insomnia, it was a big deal for us that they wanted us to do a workshop and to do a gig. Mm-hmm. I was like, we got this in the bag, you know. And we also have some experiences to learn, you know, uh, from from this and take it on to the next one. So if you're a creative spirit starting out. And I say creative spirit because you, you could be like this girl who loves Excel sheets and you want to do accounting for the rest of your life. Boom, that, that's you. But you have a creative spirit, you know, you want to mm-hmm. do something on the side. Or if you really just want to just be independent, do your thing, do it, trial and error. You need to keep on creating, doing the projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, I'm in a place where I feel that I've learned a lot. I've taken a lot of experiences. And right now I'm in this place where I need the discipline. I need the root. So I'm going within and I'm looking for the silence right now. I Right now I'm on this uh, kind of journey where I want to shut out the world. You know, it's very good for an artist, for a creative to do that. Because I'm in a place where either I'm going to, let's say, um, how do you say, you know, jump up, you know, yeah. and fly. And, uh, and to do that, I, you know, I have to jump from the place. I have to... You know, I have to land somewhere and go up, you know, yeah. or I'm going to just like get sucked down into mm-hmm. like this deep hole of like, you know, meaning to be able to take upon, to respect my craft and my lady's craft, you know, um, to respect Zena's craft and her artistic expression, to respect Rafael's craft and artistic expression. Well, both of them, by the way, when we're in third space with third space, they both have their own thing going as well as entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. I I have to I have to to, to adjust a little yeah. bit zone and you know like yeah, the greatest um, artists and uh, whatever you know that you have to shut down a little bit and go to school do some learning you know I have to refresh my knowledge write a little bit produce some things so so that um, I can confidently say yes or no to a project and hopefully I will say yes all the time uh, because I love I love uh, I, I love creating with people mm-hmm. but you know I have to this thing that we're talking about I have to find the silence and uh, ground myself for some time um, and exercise some um, a few things that I need to you know be more disciplined in in order to perfect and deliver in the in the highest quality which is I I enjoy uh, I, I enjoy the most so uh, for me uh, if I'm able to produce only one project a year for some time, that would be a very, very wise uh, thing to do, you know, uh, because what third space um, gives you is really, and I will say this, is an unforgettable euphoric experience. It is. And, yeah, because we have a lot to offer. It's a lot, you know, and um it's um and so it's really nice to have this like time to edit and give just like these little pulses of experiences to ensure the longevity of like a third space and to be able to it to recreate itself in so many forms for life and this is being a creative uh, entrepreneur, you know, you need long- longevity. You know, I cannot be this like a one-hit thing. You know, uh, and also, what 
is important, I think, to stay within that space and to keep on being that thing that you described in the beginning that, oh, she's in different things, Lela, is to keep some of the things for myself and to find the right way in how to communicate what it is that I am, what is that I do as a facilitator and as a um, communicator and bridge builder, you know. So this is now the time to just like shut down a little bit and and um, and use some discipline to to perfect my craft. Yeah, it sounds like you're going into a new journey or a different journey that we're probably going to pick up on sometime when you feel like you found your space again and you're ready to lift off to different or to new level and new heights. Yeah, new level, yeah, you know, and it's, uh, of course, like, not like, it, it's different, it's very different for me, you know, because it's it's um kind of like, how do you say, you know, a, a an infant is screaming for expression, so that's like, I guess, in my teenage to early 20s, like, ah, I want to do this, and I want to do this, and I want to do that, and then a toddler is just trotting along the way, you know, you try different boyfriends, and you try different careers, and you're, you're trotting, you're trying different cities to live in, you know, like a toddler, you know, and then as a as an adolescent, you know, you're actually expressing yourself. You're like, it's my house, my body, I'm going to do this. So then I, those experiences, you know, that was 2019, 2020. That's what it was with my adolescence, you know, let's do this. Come on, let's, you know, full of energy, full of hope, you know, full of uh, optimism. You know, all along the way, of course, I'm a full grown adult, you know, <laughs> 38 and never late to the party. You hey. know? So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so now it's like, you know, the, the kind of the adult version of where this, um, uh, uh, the, the adult driving the, the third spaceship, you know, all right, let's slow down. Schickerin, for the, how am I going to communicate this planet to masses of the world if I haven't like really zoomed in like you need to know yeah. I'm not gonna carry cue cards on the mm. stage if I'm gonna hold a conference no yeah. no I'm not gonna carry cue cards I'm gonna, I'm gonna be sucked into this notion to really tell you mm. you know take you to this to, to this to this universe and um, I'm very excited very 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 excited about that I've been for two years reading and following or not following because they're dead <laughs> but um, like following you know like in the footsteps you know two years reading now I think I'm following the footsteps of um, older you know post 40 years old uh, artists and poets female artists and poets poets and designers and performers you know there's uh, something very cool and edgy and profound when a woman's career takes off after her 40s uh, especially creative women so it's um 
uh, for me, that's where, where I am now. Yeah, looking for the, uh, the, sound, the sound of science. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited for you. Um, before we end this, I wanted to ask you, what would you say has been the most thing that you've learned in your journey? Yeah, yeah I will tell you what I have learned. I have learned uh, to go back a bit when you sent me the questions you wanted to delve a little bit into like gender race the challenges of navigating in oslo or elsewhere uh you know don't don't kid yourself really 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 this is the last of your worries this you you when it comes to oh i'm i you know i uh, i'm not able to navigate in because i'm minority as a woman i'm minority as a um female or as a female from the arab world or south asian world or it's part of it yeah. it's not a challenge it's part of it the challenge is you mm. mm-hmm. the challenge is you The challenge is you, when you face an obstacle, are you able to surf the wave or is it too hard? And so that's the challenge is you and that's to a lot, you know, it's, it's very hard. Not everybody can, you know, so you're either like going to fight it or play with it. Look the other way. What are you going to do? Look the other way, fight it, play with it. There's so many ways. And what are you going to choose? All of them work. You can fight the system. You can liaison with the system. You can turn away from the system, create your own third space. Hello. <laughs> yeah. You know, what I've learned is that, uh, number one, you make a decision, stick by it, own it, the good and the bad, you know? So I made a decision after working in the architecture sector and I, I was like, oh, you're too creative or you're too this, or we'll give you project stealing or we'll get, you know, all of this is like, ah, I'll just do third space. I'll just do my thing. You know, because my thing that was that I was bringing into the other places where I was employed, it was just not working. Hey, but it worked when I was like hired in. I can look at this two ways. Oh, is it because, oh, I'm the minority Arab Muslim girl and <laughs> I don't belong in the boardroom? Yeah. Mm. Or is it because like we want you in the boardroom, but the boardroom ain't ready for you, honey. So come right. to us in doses, exactly. right? Yeah. So decision you make the decision you own it you change your mind it doesn't mean you've changed the decision meaning when the going gets tough like oh maybe i should have just had a nine to five. Oh my god like no maybe you're doing something wrong hence silence hmm? so that's two and then uh, so the decision number two uh that i've learned is that you can be the most beautiful girl in the room with the most beautiful clothes and the most beautiful objects and the most beautiful portfolio and the most highest education. You walk in to get a job or you walk in to present your project and the most basic girl or boy with the most basic portfolio and the most basic everything will get your job or will get your the the project that you were gonna why clarity be clear about what your intention your purpose and your story Hmm? clarity simple less is more more is a bore who said that (laughs) Mies van der Rohe less is more he's an architect designed the Spanish pavilion go look it up Barcelona take that one for free (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and um, continuity, the boring work. 
is the most important work. The boring work is the most important work, Donna. Repeat it to yourself. Whoa. Reporting, all of these. But like, you know, you, you can, <laughs> too much of it is insane. That's why I cannot work in an institution. I can. I would love to. Hire me. Hi. I will take it to places it's never been. But, you know, it's, it's that part, that part. Reporting, going back, evaluating, la la. Right now, I love me some Excel sheets. I love me some breakdowns and structures. And hey, ladies, let's get together. Thursday's board meeting, vegan pizza, mango juice. Hello, how did we do on our last event? What can we do better? So again, own your decisions, good and bad, clarity and reflection and evaluations, which I look forward to attending with Miss Mesa Reem time and time again. Um, yeah, I, I think, I hope it made sense what I've learned. It does. It was yeah. really good. Summed up. Sure. Stop whining. Stop whining like a baby. Oh, they won't hire me. Oh, stop whining. You can do it. Stop whining. Do it. Own it. You're going to be poor with friends. You're going to be poor with time and you're going to be poor in your banking out and so rich and wealthy with all these cool things you're creating on your own premises. So stop whining. And then if you do go to, to, to continue on, it, it applies to any job. Hello, you want to go work in your Rema boutique and own that blue, red and white outfit. Own that beeping sound. Do everything with intention, with love. Wallahi, shout out to T. Michael, Norwegian Rain. I work there at their shop right now. On my interview, he said, you don't have retail experience. I said, I do. I love to shop. You know, <laughs> like, you don't have retail experience. And I said, no. I said, what am chiller do you from the other Because I need to hire somebody. I said, I will tell you. I'm the girl. Who will? By the way, can we back up a little bit? I said intention, purpose, and 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 story. Do not work in something. I'll advise you that is your passion. Oh, it's gonna kill you. But work with passion. Hmm? It's gonna kill you. When I meet people and I'm like, oh, what do you do for a living? Oh, I work there. It's not my passion. I'm like, good for you. Good for you that it's not your passion. Keep a distance. Keep your passion for the other things. You know. So work with passion. So I told him, well. Hmm. Well, I'm the girl who will passionately clean the toilet and shine it and make it squeaky clean and beautiful. And I'm also the girl who will put on her best dress and say hello to the president. So I'll do both roles, fulfill them beautifully, you know? And I think there's something in that. Owning what you do. You know, wherever you are, make it art. And so thank you so much for that introduction in the beginning. I, my life is art. I am art. You know, you are art. You are designed in the image of him. Allahu jamili habbul jamal. God is beautiful and he, she appreciates beauty. Do it all with beauty. And I always tell myself, if I was born in more severe circumstance, fleeing from war or whatever, living in a favela or whatever. First of all, girl, stop romanticizing. You weren't born into privilege, own it. Number two, those are the people we steal the style from, the music from, the flair from, laying the edges from. They have created a world, beautiful world for themselves to survive. Beauty, love, survival. You know, that's it for me.
Donna dropping gems once again. Uh, always, he's always dropping some gems. Thank you so much, Donna, for taking your time to share your story with us. And yeah, this is not the first or last time we're checking. No, in. it's not. And we need to like break up this episode. I was like, do 45. Like it's now two hours. We're talking. <laughs> hello, hello. We need to pay our listeners. Shukran, Habibti. Thank you. Shukran, Habibti. And and, and shukran to our parents. I want to say that. Yes. Um, yeah. Definitely. All right. Thank you, babes. Have a lovely day. You too. Bye.